0: Hello and welcome to the Veer Vulnerabilis Veer podcast. I'm Adam Glinsky, And I'm
1: Albert Imperato.
0: Where we help men connect and build empathy. Today we have the pleasure of interviewing Mike Loria and he's a really cool guy. He's up on Instagram and Albert actually uh, introduced me to him. So Albert, you want to tell me a little bit about him and then I'll give him, everyone the bio.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mike uh, came to a couple of the denim hangs that we did and instantly became uh, like the heart and soul of the group. He's a very, um, very joyous, uh, very generous soul, a uh, very personable, funny as hell, um, just a really, really solid guy that everybody loves. And uh, I didn't actually know the full details about what he did until a couple of, a couple of times in, uh, his work as an educator and uh, work as a language specialist, which I think is always fascinating when people can speak other languages. Is such a great power so you know maybe you can give the, the, the little bit of the bio info that he sent us but uh, that's how I met Mike and I, I would count him amongst my special Instagram friends one, one of the really nice guys I know
0: yeah definitely so it's really cool I'm very excited to meet him so Mike is 33 years old he lives in Westchester New York it's about 40 minutes north of New York City he lives with his wife Liz and his dog Bruno he was born in the Bronx, where he grew up, not far from where he lives now. Uh, he came from a typical Italian family, where he loves to chat. In the high school, <laughs> in high school, uh, he is a world language teacher. Um, he speaks Spanish, Italian, and a couple other languages like ASL and Portuguese. He sometimes is an interpreter and translates, but right now he primarily teaches. His wife and him got married a couple weeks ago, and they've been together for over ten years. In his spare time, he likes to enjoy denim, boots, various leather goods, fountain pens, and smoking pipe tobacco.
1: That's our man, Mike.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna get him on here in just a second. We'll be right back. We got Mike here, so we're really excited to have you on. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for
2: having me, guys.
0: hey you're very welcome.
1: Yeah, so, so Adam asked me how we met, and uh, I told him that we met at a denim hang.
2: That's right. <laughs>
1: And I told I told them not to make you blush, but I told them that you became everybody's favorite.
2: Well, immediately, it's a good thing they can't see me on this uh, podcast because I'm already blushing.
1: (laughs) They actually can see you, not not immediately, but yeah, they might be able to see you Uh, later.
2: Okay, so I gotta make sure, make sure, (laughs) make sure I don't get too red in the face.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, we haven't sent you uh, sent you the consent forms. We're allowed to make beach blankets, T-shirts, everything out of your likeness.
0: Gotcha
2: uh you're, hey yeah basically
0: I'm, I'm really pushing for coffee the, mugs i love
2: coffee <laughs> i love coffee so and the more merch the better that's fine i make.
1: <laughs> so basically uh you've you've had a little bit of an intro into what we've been doing and it was really very kind and wonderful of you to say hey i i might want to come on and talk with you guys and the specific thing that we had just gotten to i remember what started this conversation was that i liked a beautiful photo of you and your wife. It was a wedding photo yeah. actually from
2: about you know? two weeks ago. Yeah, it's still weird to say a uh, video of uh, a picture of me and my wife. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still uh-huh. getting used to that. Yeah, yeah, just two weeks ago.
1: And um, what was interesting, a little bit interesting, I suppose, that you said something to the effect of, wow, pictures only give you like sort of that snapshot moment, but don't really convey so much uh, of what we've been through together. And, you know, of course we don't want to pry, but we want you to tell us every juicy detail about who you being, <laughs> how you went from being, how uh, you went from being just with the gal you love to that point of, of being married. And obviously the reason why you want to talk about it.
2: Yeah, well, uh, first, I mean, Albert, you and I are old paisans. So, you know, we come from Italian families and we're we're basically washwomen, women. Uh, so you, you don't have to pry um, it, it takes very little prying for me to like, you know, spill, spill my, my, uh, my life story. I'll edit it a little bit, you know, for Liz's sake. <laughs> um, but although, um, although you have a
1: private Instagram account. So I there's do. a little bit,
2: is I that do. the privacy? Thing? The privacy it's because I'm a school teacher. Um, you know, so, uh-huh. so my private account is, and Lord, if my students find this podcast, they're just going to rip me apart. But you know, my private account is basically so they don't, follow me it's just one of the barriers that i can control and keep you know between me and my students and you know albert you've seen my instagram there's nothing racy about it you know and my students i tell them that all the time guys i don't post these really inappropriate things it's just that you know that's one piece of privacy like i tell them so much stuff that's just one area i get to keep to myself and when they graduate you know i usually let them follow me but um Um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind, I don't mind telling you every juicy detail that I can. Um, I, yeah, the, the, what, I don't know, I guess we'll kind of, kind of throw the line out there and then kind of reel it back in if we want. But, um, that picture was interesting because it was this 10 year challenge that I've been seeing And, and Liz and I have been together for 11 years with a slight break. So the funny thing about, you know, pictures say a thousand words, but behind the picture, you know, there's millions and millions of more words, I think. Um, And the story of who we were then and who we are now is just, I think it's just so incredible. Um, And the journey in between, because um, it was, it was one of those, if you love something, let it go. And then we found our way back to each other. So, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't know if you want to organize this, because if I start rambling, it'll go in a million different ways. And so if there's Having
1: having rambled through (laughs) my life story when
2: Adam did a deep dive with me. Yeah. I listened to, is that your doggy making noise? That is, he's tick, tick, ticking on the floor. He won't (laughs) just lay down. Oh, he just looked at me. Um, Can you pick up, um, are you picking up every sound? from that a little bit okay it
1: just it, it's really not distracting okay. it just sounds like a cactus being run okay. through a set of blinds but otherwise yeah. it's not totally distracting it,
2: it, there, he's um, just making a little appearance i
1: don't know would you make the comparison for it? i'm just totally kidding it's not so terrible okay um so yeah so I, I i you know felt a little bit since adam and i were starting starting uh the podcast that i just sort of had to tell my story so to speak and i told all of it, it was, too much but anyway um wow the dog really is a little loud yeah. um yeah anyway yeah so you don't have to go like, deep like tell us you know every single yeah bit of the backstory but but you know bring us bring us a little update you've been you were together
2: in college
1: met, yeah met in
2: college. we met in college you know we dated for the last two years of college and you know um we thought we you know, knew everything about life, right? Doesn't every college student, I got this. So, you know, we thought we knew everything about relationships. You know, we have, I have a sister, she has two sisters. So we saw them in relationships and we were like, ah, we're not like that. We're, we're like that. We're not like that. We got it. And then, you know, we graduated and we went back to what was real life. And, um, we found out how hard life was and all the adult things, um, You know, distance and jobs and finding jobs and starting careers and uh, you know everything just became a hundred times more difficult. And I think we realized that you know we didn't really know how to be with one another. You know, And, and you know through reasons, her family was going through stuff, my family was going through stuff, and you know we just we just didn't know how to be an adult couple. You know, we split up for a couple of years. You know. Kind of kept in touch, but kind of didn't, and then uh, and then, you know, through dating other people, realized we we didn't realize what we had. We just weren't we weren't using our time and our energy the right way together. And we grew, and we learned, and we learned, and we learned, and we got back together. And you know, now we are where we are, And, and just that 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 story of growth and learning and learning how to communicate and learning how to share a life you know, we, again, we thought we knew it in college. And the truth of the matter was we had no clue what we were doing. Um, And then real life kind of smacked us in the face.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Adam, you want to go first?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's really inspiring. So my wife and I, we've been married for over a year, but together wise, we've only, you know, been together for like four years and um, for a good year and change, we, weren't in the same state so we were like facetiming and texting and and talking so and that was a a very short time after we we got together so we kind of did like the really hard part of staying together and you know learning to like be without um but still still being connected so like we had a really hard time like keeping it alive and trying to keep it interesting
2: yeah
0: um you know right when we first went off and you know, it's really inspiring to see that, you know, like you kept it alive. And then, you know, there, there was a, a pause and kind of like a changing point And then, and then you went back to it. So yeah. like it basically love can really survive a lot of hardship. So it, it's yeah. very inspiring to hear that from you.
2: And, and I think you just hit the nail on the head there. And that's how we knew it was something real. It was that love kept, you know, though we weren't officially together. We never, we never, there was never silence between us. Even though we weren't dating, we still kind of kept in touch a little bit here and there. And I think that was on purpose. Um, We just needed to figure ourselves out before we could figure out life together. So we had to kind of do the separate thing, the individual thing first. Um, Yeah. And and when we when we were doing the long distance thing, again, I guess we we really had no idea who we were. Uh, we were, we were doing the things and, and kind of, uh, I was chatting about this with, uh, with, I think Albert first, um, you know, we, we were doing the things that we saw in our family. We were trying to maybe mimic that or not do those negative things. And we just completely lost sight of who we were together just as a pair. Um, and then we, like I said, we had to, we had to separate to figure it out and then, like you said, the, the true love thing just kind of brought us back together, right. To the same place. Um, but, but it was, but it was interesting cause there was a lot of, there was a lot of learning. Um, I had to figure out who I was and then, oh my goodness, looking back at our relationship before we broke up to say, you know, kind of, um, I really wasn't the best person for her. And, you know, she looked back and said, wow, I really didn't, Treat him the way I should have, and we kind of do did that back and forth, um, you know, and that was part of that growth, and and I had to really learn too, and you know that's why I wanted to tell this story here because I am as stubborn as stubborn comes. I am a stubborn mule, and I had to like learn how to be with someone, you know, in a real deep relationship, and I just I didn't know how to do that.
1: What specific things, though? In what ways were you uh, early on? Uh, the first time through, the uh, yeah. What were the types of things that you were sort of digging in your heels, Oof. not being flexible, being yeah. uh, whatever it might be yeah. to be not conducive to a relationship?
2: Uh, I mean, it's almost like you name it. Um, you know, I I grew up learning things in school, and that was what I knew. And if somebody came with a different way of doing it, a different point of view, I was just so not open. I was so closed. To all of that. And it was like, no, my, and the way my brain worked was like, no, that's how I learned it. Your way doesn't make sense to me, which means that your way is, isn't right. Almost it's, it's not right. And I would fight tooth and nail, you know, about that. And like, no, I don't, I don't understand what you're bringing to this. It doesn't make sense to me, or I just don't believe it's right. Everything. It could have been I mean, we love to cook, so it could have been a recipe. Oh, you make it this way? No, I learned it this way. I don't know what you're bringing to this. What, what do you mean to, uh, I, you know, um, how to organize something? You know, I organize something this way, you organize it this way. What do you mean? And I was just so, just so closed to that, I, like letting someone else's stuff in. Um, I, I just couldn't do it back then, and and it, maybe it's part of the growing process, but you know I don't know. maybe it's part of my upbringing I, I don't know
0: Well, it sounds to me like you kind of had a, a mental mindset shift where you went from a very fixed mindset of to this is who growth. I am and and this is exactly yeah, yeah to a, to a growth mindset <laughs> to where you said i can. I can accept some new things and yeah. you know, I can process them yeah. and see if they're, they're very valid. So, yeah. And I won't yes, lie, you, man.
2: Thanks. And I won't lie. I, w- I was schooled, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I guess, discover this all on my own. Like I didn't always read it in a book and go, Hmm, this, this is something I should be doing. You know, when we were apart during the, what I call the learning process, you know, I dated other women and they schooled me like, what do you, what do you mean that's wrong? You're out of your mind, if you will. Like, you know, you're out of your mind that I'm wrong or this is wrong. This is the way it's done, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I was schooled and, and it was sort of, uh, embarrassing. I had to swallow my pride. You know, I had to open up, you know, it was almost forced, but then, then I had to learn to accept it and go, huh. And then the light bulb moments, you know, like, Wow. And then, like I said, hindsight, I would look back and go, oh, I really didn't treat Liz very well when it came to this same thing like five years ago when it happened. so that was that was. And the funny part, I go to this 10 year challenge, those pictures. When I look at that first picture, I I remember that night so clearly, Um, you know, we probably had fought about something. We looked so loving in the picture, but there was so much behind it there was so much story. She, she was mad at me. I was mad at her. We had fought probably the whole week in college. And that picture was, I'm hugging her. And we look like we're so happy and smiling. And there was just so much, I don't want to say wrong because wrong is wrong, but it, there was so much not quite right in it, but it looks like perfect world. And I, I just remember that mindset. Now that you say it, the fixed mindset, I remember looking back on oh man, there was so much we were going through at that time. And then I flipped to the wedding picture and I'm like, wow, we are actually happy in this picture. We've learned so much. Like this is, this is the positive. So,
0: so much has changed. Yeah, definitely. When do you think like you kind of had your aha moment where you kind of let love in and you were just like, you know what? Like let my heart speak more than my head.
2: Um, actually. So like I said, we never kind of went silent. We had always exchanged maybe an email here and there. But I think it was early 2015 when we started to amp up back the emails again, when we started really kind of connecting again. And a lot of the same conversations started happening from our previous relationship. But I felt so differently about them. So like we're talking about me being stubborn, you know, a lot of the same things are happening, but instead of me getting hot in my head, I was just totally calm. And it, and it literally things brushed off my shoulder. And I was like, huh. And and then she said to me something like, wow, four years ago that you would have like blown up at that. And I was like, you're right. I would have blown up about that. Why didn't I blow up about that now? It's the same exact thing. And we kind of went through this thing, this process, this back and forth. And then we real and then I guess that was for me like the, okay, maybe I'm maybe my mindset is different. Maybe I've shifted a little bit. I think that was it.
1: How long were you apart?
2: Uh we were apart for about two years. About two years. So
1: basically you took a little break. You took it seriously. The lessons that, that you learned from the the various people that you saw after you had broken up, yeah. And you made you
2: made good yes. of them, yeah. Them and it was funny because we we joke about it now. We were like, wow, we learned so much stuff when we dated other people, but like inside, were we trying to apply those things to our relationship because we knew we would get back together, or like subconsciously, I don't know. It's kind of this weird uh, energy thing. Like I, I subconsciously maybe thought we would always end up together. I was learning these things and applying them to our former relationship. I mean, cause at that point that was the most serious relationship I had had. And, uh, when we got back together, we were able to, we were able to really apply them to our relationship. And I was like, huh? So we did learn, we learned from other people, like right? right. We got embarrassed. We got schooled by other people. And now we're, now we're using that stuff in our relationship and, and from by some cosmic thing like it worked it really worked we we i don't want to say morphed we we changed into different better wiser people uh, that worked
1: well just tell us tell us a little bit about when you went from being apart to being back together again what what triggered that what was the uh Um, so kind of thing what's that
2: was it a very special night kind of thing, a coincidence no. Was no um like I said, we were emailing back and forth, and then we were both starting to not unravel but I guess spill that we were both really unhappy in whatever whatever fling we were having at the time, whatever not really so serious but you know significant other person we were dating. we were both starting to confess to each other like yeah, we weren't really happy and that kind of translated into hey let's let's meet up again and then we met in the city and then we went to a restaurant in the city and we stayed there until basically they closed and then we went to starbucks afterwards and it was like six or seven hours where we i mean we we rehashed everything and then we were like it was almost like we're stupid if we don't get back together this is just I guess fate or you make your own fate, or whatever someone wants to believe. But it was like, this is way too obvious. Is this too good to be true? And I remember we texted on the train ride home going, you know, we're not going to rush into this. We'll take this slow. If we're going to do this again, we'll do it the right way. And then by like a week later, we were like, okay, well, we're back together. And then six months later, we were looking for an apartment. <laughs> so What is, <laughs> what is um, you know,
1: obviously you love Liz and yeah. wanted to, just basically, I think, yeah. to a certain degree, talk to us about it, yeah. like, to just sure. let her know in another form that, that how much you appreciate yeah. what you guys have. I'm yeah. wondering, what are some of the takeaways that you'd like to suggest to people in their relationships? I mean, you know, we're, 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 we kind of yeah. think, we always hear that change scares people. Yeah. And I, I'm getting the feeling a little bit that people forget that change can really be good. Yeah, And, then, and not being afraid of change sometimes means... Something great will happen. Yeah,
2: I, I think I think one thing I would say is um, uh, try your hardest not to be afraid to be outside of your comfort zone. You know, and and especially so, like in physical situations. You know, someone's afraid of heights. They say, you know, try work up to it, get do some. But this this like that's a a physical mental thing. Like this was all inside of my head. This was all a mental thing, and so I would say for somebody um, just, uh, be observant and, and, and as, as hard as it is, open your mind, if you will. Um, you know, allow others, allow others in We're we're, we're, we're guarded a lot. We're, you know, I was afraid of letting people after what happened with Liz, I was so afraid to let someone into my brain because, you know, I'm so stubborn. The stubbornness was part of what caused us to break up. I didn't want to let someone see that. But it took and someone like just whacking down the wall to get into my brain. And, and once they were there, I was able to, you know, kind of rely on someone to, I guess, talk through things and, and just allow them to see what was going on. And I guess that helped me shift my mindset, if you will. And I forgot the question you actually asked me <laughs> well, it's about,
1: it's about uh, uh, you know, what you're, you know, communicating to other people's the idea yeah. of being open. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Very, very hard. Yeah. Now, I'll never forget. I was, um, when I was a kid, I was watching some PBS thing and, and, uh, there was one line from this completely, this show that I completely don't remember the rest mm-hmm. of the show, but the one line was I was so obsessed with changing the world that I didn't really understand how i was going to let the world change me yeah wow that that's uh, that's something I, that i think is very very powerful to just to just realize the the yeah. benefit of being changed. yeah we don't want to go so, uh insecure and so unanchored un- un- that we're changing i think you're right token to be inflexible and yeah. not change is yeah is kind of a real high risk uh, Approach to life,
2: and that was and that was something uh, we call it our our first act, our Act One when we were together the first time. uh, I was you know I was I was so stubborn and I was so set set in my ways for a a twenty year old. You know, usually hear that about your grandparents, they're set in their ways. I was so set in my ways that I was so afraid to let anything change me. I was so afraid of being outside my comfort zone uh, of doing anything differently than I knew. You know, and I think the other thing is really important is to um you know one thing i had to realize was that when you're in a relationship you know the your partner you know usually you have to you have to keep in mind that your partner has good intentions you know usually um and, and that was something i was so afraid to let happen i was so afraid to let her in because i thought the intentions were negative, they were bad, they were they were changed, they were for the worst. And then I realized that it's not for the worst. You know, you're going through this thing together. You have to remember that someone comes from a, a good place. You know, I, I say this to my colleagues, we say this all the time to each other. If we suggest something that's opposite or not what you think. Always remember I'm coming, you know, from a place of love. You know, we're not saying it to be attacking. We're not, even if it's different than what you believe or what you think, I'm not attacking you. I'm providing another point of view or another way of looking at something, right? Or another opinion. And it's coming from a good place. And that's a partnership. That's something that I had to realize. It's a partnership. It's not me versus you. It's us together, you know?
1: Well, on a grand scale, Lord knows our our country can use a little of that spirit. So hopefully, you'll be spreading, that, spreading, and fertilizing that to your young
0: students. I try and then
2: change the world. I try.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a uh, one question for you here. Sure. Um, so you said Act One was kind of the the misfit era, yeah. you know, and then Act Two right now is like your your bond and yeah. and your start to to the growth. What does Act Three have in store? You know, there's always three acts of the story. So I don't you know. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, for the, me, like, marriage is like, it's such a big commitment. And my wife and yeah. I actually talk a lot about the future. We talk yeah. about what we want to do, like, how we want to raise our kid, like, yeah. what schools eventually do we want him to go right. to? So I'm just curious, like, you know, what's your Act Three looking like?
2: I don't know. Oh, I don't even know. You know, we just said to each other last night, like, ah, the wedding's over. Ah, we can breathe. But, like, now your question has got me thinking, "Oh shit, hopefully I can say that." Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, we've, we, we've got some, I guess, general plans of, you know, kids, no kids. Uh, you know, right now, unpopular opinion. we're going to say right now we're not looking to have children. Um, I guess maybe that could be Act three. Uh, if she listens to this, she might smack me through the phone for saying that, because uh, who knows? Um I don't I don't know. I um that's that's a tough question right now. I I don't know. Um I guess there will have to be one. Um maybe act 3 is you know our life as a married couple. I don't know. I, I wish I had a better answer for that.
1: Maybe <laughs> it could be, be as simple as
2: happily ever after? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> is life that good to us, right? I'm a little bit of a, a realist cynist sometimes. I'm very cynical at times, so uh, when like when I'm in my own head, so I don't know. Can life be that great? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. The big the big reason why I asked that yeah. is because communication is so yeah. important yeah. with our marriage, and I think it's just so important. Period. Um, so you know, just talking about it in yeah. smaller increments rather than, hey babe, let's uh, plan out entire life together, right? Or you know, hey let's plan out the next week or yeah. hey, what are we doing this weekend? Or, yeah. Hey, what are we planning to do? Yeah. Like with so-and-so's relationship? Yeah. Um, that might be a good place yeah. to start you know, real, real small and then work your way up to like the, so the true. house, the kids, you know, the, the yeah. everything else.
2: That That's so true. And, and we notice when we don't do that, when we do get too big, that's when our relationship starts to feel a little tense or rocky. You know, we're, we're both, Um, you know, I would say we both have a little temper. We're both Italian. So (laughs) we talk not to offend every Italian out there, but I think they'll know what I'm saying. When I say this, you know, we get very emotional when we talk. So when we don't, Mm -hmm. when we don't break it down, we get very big and animated. And that's when we don't, we don't communicate clearly. And when we don't communicate clearly, that's when everything starts to boil over if you will so yeah you you make a great point you know uh act act three might have to be broken down a little bit
0: <laughs> <I> feel- <laughs> yeah i'll i'll leave you with a, a little tidbit that i i've um heard from this guy chris graham um he, he does a podcast with brian hood called the six figure home studio definitely mm-hmm. recommend that mm-hmm. even if you're not an audio guy but he told um you know his audience about eia expectations in advance Oof. and yeah it's like before I was on this, like we had a little pause and yeah. my wife went to the grocery store. It's like, Hey, whenever you come in, I'll be recording a podcast. I need you to not make any noise. So, right, you know,
2: as much as
0: possible, you know, yeah. there's still probably some grocery bags and a kid right. yelling in the background.
2: Instead <laughs> of like, you come in, make a little noise after you're done. It's like, Hey, I was on, I was recording a podcast, you know, uh, or yeah, hypothetically, I, I expected a little silence, you know? Yeah. Beforehand. I, and I noticed we do that too. One of my, I just thought of this. One of my biggest things in, like say, act one was when I first started my career, I would, I, I couldn't leave my job at the door. I would always walk in and I'd be in a bad mood. And she would always say like, I never even knew. I never knew you were texting me and then you walked in. I didn't even know you were in a bad mood. And then when I had the light bulb moment for that, it was, you know, maybe if I texted her and I said, Hey babe, I'm in a bad mood, you know, I'm trying to leave it at the door. I just can't do it. It was just a horrible day. I'm just letting you know in advance this way when I walk through the door, right. And I'm not in a great mood. She knows it. And she can expect, she could brace for it. Right. She can, you know, maybe she'll, maybe she'll give me a little space to, you know, get changed or take the dog out or something like that. That was a huge, Mm -hmm. huge thing between acts uh, that, that you made me think of. And now We've practiced it so much, it's now one of those things that's ingrained almost it's routine in our relationship. It's always whoever walks through the door last. It's it's always like whoever's coming home, just let us know. Just let us know how you're doing that day or whatever. Um, you know, and I'll stay out of your hair or whatever, you know, some I'll I'll plan accordingly, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah. For
0: me, it's uh it's drawing the bath or giving a hug, you know. Gotcha, Sometimes gotcha. Yeah, yeah, one of those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You, yeah, what Liz will do is like, she'll either be cooking and she'll keep cooking or and she'll keep the dog like at her side or she'll let the dog run to me at the door. Hey, how are you? Chat it up, you know, depending on whatever the text message is. Yeah, no, it's huge, mm-hmm. huge. And, and it took a lot. A lot. It took a long time to, I guess, be able to do that. That did not happen overnight. That took a lot no, of time. That's, tri- that's a tough one. Tri- yeah, because it took <laughs> a lot of, mostly me i'll say it took a lot of me forgetting because i seem to be the one to struggle with that more um you know she's able to kind of compartmentalize better and i struggle so (laughs) i i definitely forget often so i'll come in and then i'll be like ah damn it forgot to tell you sorry little pissy today um you know and (laughs) or she'll be like a little hesitant and i'll be like what's the matter no i'm fine (laughs) like yeah it's all good yeah i totally forgot sorry you know that was yeah tough
1: So yeah, that's anything, a good one. Anything uh, else, uh, Mike? We know I yeah. you're a teacher, which you know good yeah. good for you Thank for you. doing the good work. Thank I you. I know you teach languages, which I'm fascinated Thank by because yeah. I think you can extend your your humanity so much Thank further you. when you can make that attempt to connect in other Thank people's language. Thank you. I have like really profound. I mean, what
2: to have a last name like in like. Not speak Italian is uh, not good. Listen, he's never put it on the denim. Put it on the denim hang agendas. I will bring some lessons if you need to. I have,
1: I have worked with a lot of famous Italian musicians, and they hear my last name, and they start talking Italian. Yeah. And I, feel, I feel about this big, <laughs> but we'll have to compare yeah. pasta he's at some point. Make pasta fagioli, and okay. uh, maybe we won't over them <laughs> no you're <laughs> very stubborn if i tell you to add a can of peas like,
2: Grow- growth mindset growth yeah, mindset. growth <laughs> mindset.
1: adam is great for the mindset stuff i nice. highly recommend recommend That's him good. for mindset coaching uh, he's Hello. helped me with a, a couple of things um but but yeah anything anything else uh mike i mean it's been, i think it's been a great conversation about thank about you about relationships i don't know what you're what your song is, do you and your wife have a song? Uh,
2: I can't believe you just asked for that because the other day we were just in the apartment because we had a certain type of little short brunch wedding. We didn't have a, a big DJ or anything like that. She was in the other room. She goes, we don't have a song because we didn't have a dance. And I said, "Uh uh uh." when we first got back together we do have a song actually. Um, because when we first got back together one of the things we said to each other was that the relationship felt like home? It felt like home. So it's not a very famous song, but there's a song, and I'm going to forget this woman's name. It was in a movie, one of our favorite movies. And it, the song was called Feels Like Home. And I'm going to forget it. So I'm going to try and look it up on my phone real quick, pretending that I'm not. I think her name is I Chantal.
1: I, I kind of came up with one for you guys. Ooh, you got one? I do. What's your song for us? Well, you know, it's an old Frank Sinatra song. Yes, <laughs> love is lovelier the second time around. Yeah, It'll look more wonderful with both nice. feet on the ground. Ooh. That was my song too, because I had a little bit of the nice. relationship that and then came back. Okay. But anyway,
2: that I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe when she comes home, I'll have that playing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's good. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Nice. So the song is home. Yeah, it's, uh, and, it's called "Feels Like Home." Um. Yeah. Not too. It's infringer.
0: Chantal Kreviaz. Yes. I, I don't know, know how to how say that say it. last name. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It, it was in. Uh, I'm a. I'm a huge rom com guy. I love romantic comedies. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. And it was in one of our. One of our favorite movies to watch is How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. And okay. it's. It's in, that it's in that movie. It's in that movie when the two of them like they're you know they're playing each other and then when they have this nice sincere moment together that was the song so it's so funny because we came back together and everything felt just like going back home and and in a good way now because we were better people so that's that's our our song though we haven't gotten to dance to it because we didn't have a huge ceremony and uh reception uh wedding maybe one day (laughs) maybe that's act three
1: (laughs) we're taping this a couple of days before thanksgiving so it, it, it seems so appropriate to talk to you um, right before Thanksgiving because you've given so much thanks love in your life and, and finding the right the, the special person twice and that's a beautiful thing uh, anything anything you want to end up here
2: with Adam speaking of Thanksgiving I'm thankful <laughs> sorry oh, <that's-
0: laughs> yeah no that's that's been great so I, I'm really happy to have you on here I think you gave some great insight to, to love relationships and growing yourself as a person and kind of you know being that vulnerable person to to lose a little bit to, to gain ultimately you know the love of your life. So congratulations thank on you. your marriage. It's thank a wild you. ride. And welcome <laughs> to the club, man. <laughs> thank you,
2: thank you. And, and, and
1: we're thankful to you, Mike. Also, just because you've been so positive about about the podcast and love encouraging, it. love it. I mean, I just love you know. There's nothing work you know more uh, gratifying and, and you want to be grateful for for support when you're doing something that you're yeah, yeah still rest. Thank know, you. Still trying to Thank you for that. I love
2: it. And, and you know, I, I hope that even one listener uh, can take a few words that I say and, you know, it helps them, you know, even if uh, that's why I'm a teacher. Come on. Uh, even if one person gets something out of this, you know, I feel like I've done something good and, and I appreciate you guys inviting me on. Uh, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. See, see you soon, buddy. Absolutely. See you guys.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much again, Mike. This has been the Veer Vulnerabilis Veer podcast. I'm Adam Glinski.
1: And I'm Albert Imperato.
0: Thank you for listening.